Hey, thanks for downloading this podcast. If you want to listen live, be sure to download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's hour two of Fantasy Sports today. On this hour of the show, we've got a little trust or bust coming up with the wide receivers. We're also going to take a visit with Professor Joe Pizapia as he takes us back to school some lessons that we've learned in fantasy from weeks one and two. Fantasy Sports Today, hour number two starts now. Fantasy Sports Today. And welcome back. Craig Mitchell along with Joe Pizzapia here on Fantasy Sports Today. It is Thursday. We got Thursday night football tonight, college and pro football tonight. So that should be a lot of fun. Sean Guastamaki is producing this show. Full-time fantasy comes your way at 2 o'clock Eastern with Adam Rodas and Dr. Rota. And I know that for me, Joe, growing up and watching football always meant watching NFL primetime on Sunday night. And that was a great show at the time. And We've evolved a lot since then, and I think that talent-wise, what ESPN has done is obviously put more players and more people that are more relevant to the game. Uh, but NFL primetime once upon a time was Tom Jackson, of course. It was Chris Berman. I believe Mike Ditka was part of that show as well, if I uh, if, if memory serves correctly. And then what happens is, Joe, is that you know we have millennial people who have no idea who these guys were, but they were icons at the time. And then ESPN, with a very curious announcement last week, I thought personally that we're bringing the show back, but we're putting it on ESPN+. Plus. So basically what that meant is all the millennials who don't know who these guys are are now going to click to watch that. I thought it was a really bizarre decision for me, Joe. You have ESPN. Hold on a second. You have ESPN. You have ESPN2. You have uh, ESPN, ESPN News. News. Right. Yeah. You have so many different television options. Well, why do you think that they did this on ESPN Plus? I thought it was a great idea in theory, and they were promoting the hell out of it, by the way, in college and pro all weekend. Yeah. But, but why uh, Why this decision? Any Any? You know, thinking behind See, it? See, this is why even, even when we fight sometimes, this is why I love you, because I have the exact same reaction. I was like, oh, that's so great. They're, they're you know, you should respect these guys. These guys are, in, you know, there's institutions in sports. Some people are just institutions. When I was a kid, Pat Summerall was 174 years old then. And him and John Madden were an institution. And I didn't care. It didn't affect me. I was young. I thought Pat Summerall was the greatest. There was nothing better than when you're playing early Madden and all you got was the Pat Summerall second and three. Like, that was it. That was what Pat Summerall did. And it was great. You know, sometimes less is more. And I, I had the exact same reaction. I saw this. And you're right. They did promote the hell out of it. And the only reaction I kept having was, Man, I don't understand. Why did they put these guys on the Internet? Because isn't isn't where they should be back on TV where people are used to just going back and watching them on TV. Now, I guess there's only two ways to think of this. Either number one, they couldn't sell that to advertisers on TV. Yeah, I forgot about that. That's the only one of two explanations I have. Or they thought, you know what? We can't compete with that Sunday night show that's going on at seven o'clock. And I don't think that they can. Because which I think that? The, NBC? the one with, yeah, on NBC with okay. Dungey and Harrison and Tariko, which they, they do a terrific job. I think uh, Sims is the worst. I think he is awful. If he was, his Ooh. last name wasn't Sims, they put Chris Sims on there in the last year at the, the end of the year. On the NBC show? On the NBC studio show. Uh, and he you know what, man? You know what happens is those games usually go over seven o'clock on the East, and I don't, I don't usually tune in until eight. 
Yeah. Um, it's, it, it, let me tell you, it's, it's freaking brutal. And his takes are hilariously bad. Like you could kind of set your watch to how bad his takes are on things and then watch the game. Yeah. So, oh yeah, I, mean, I, don't, I don't know. I don't. I haven't seen. Oh, it. I know. Oh, that, he, I, I know Dungey and I know Rodney Harrison are on the show, and I know that it used to be Dan Patrick was. Hosting. It used to be Dan Patrick. Now Mike Tirico has kind of taken over as the institute, oh. and Mike Tirico's another institutional guy. Like he is just so oh, great at what he does. Yeah. And I also think it's really important too that you know you could look at a panel and have three strong African American presence on the on the dais, and nobody even blinks because it's all about what they do, and it has nothing to do with the color of anyone's skin. I think that's really important too to send a message like, "Hey, be good at what you do. It doesn't matter." Oh yeah. Um, and Chris Sims is almost like the token guy there now, and like, he's kind of off into the side, and he's atrocious. But to answer the other point about this whole primetime thing, I look at the primetime time, and the second thing I thought of was, okay, how do we get? any sort of market share here and the market share is the internet and maybe just maybe putting the guys that everybody loves in the member berries version of that you know when everybody's kids are watching whatever on tv at night or you've watched football all day whatever maybe just maybe all these people in their 30s and 40s get on their cell phones and watch that while uh, you know junior's doing his homework or finishing a science project or whatever so I think this is their way of trying to compete and bringing back the, the good vibes of our childhood there. But I, my guess is they didn't put them on TV because they probably couldn't sell it to advertisers, which maybe is, so. sucks, but whatever. Yeah. But I, good I, for them. I, At least they're working again in that. I know? think anybody who's 30 though, doesn't really relate to that as much as is the Those guys were around a long time. Sure. They were around in their childhood. Those guys were around for 30 years doing that show. Right. Was it something like that? Like 25 years doing that show. I got to uh, look. Yeah. They were there has, a long when time. was the last time they were on though? Is my question. Only like five, five years ago. Is that right? They, yeah. they kicked Berman off that show. I feel like, like it's been a while. It had well in <laughs> we've been, maybe I'm wrong. A, I don't know. It's been it a tumultuous like it's been couple years. years. It's been a tumultuous couple years. I'd have to go look, but um, yeah, like I want to say it's it's been five or so, give or take one. Mm-hmm. One. I don't okay. think it's been as long as we think. It's not been like a ten year thing where they've been off that show. I want and and. Like, this is kind of the other thing that goes on is this ageism where, well, just because somebody's getting older, if they're not good at their job anymore, that's that's different. You know, if someone's starting to fail at their job, but I don't think Tom Jackson, Chris Berman were failing at their job. And I'm not the biggest Chris Berman fan in the world. But again, he's an institution. He's part of the, that network is built on. And I don't know, man. You I think sometimes was, progress was a is a little overexposed there for a while and people You're were right. tired of the shtick. And I think the home run derby of, ruined yeah, that for me. Yeah. That whole thing yes, was annoying. Yes, not I a fan. Yeah, right. So I think that happened. But I but I think that if you're going to bring it back, you bring it back on TV. And you know what I'm going to guess, Joe? I'm going to guess in a few weeks we're going to hear about this coming back on TV. That That's that's my guess that that it lives online and they say, oh, because of the great response, we're going to put it back on TV somewhere, maybe ESPN News or somewhere else. Uh, speaking of which, if we're going back in time and we're going back in history and you mentioned that show was on 25 years ago. Uh, what are your earliest like, do you remember the first time that you played a fantasy sport, fantasy football or fantasy baseball? Do you remember what your roster construction was? Uh, uh, I don't know if this counts, but I remember one summer my dad and I decided that we were going to draft a team like just me and him. Like I was going to take players. He's going to take players and we were going to keep a you remember that that paper with like the, the, the graph paper. Remember graph paper? This was the thing, guys, yeah. graph paper. And we had all the names and the stats. And I remember at the All-Star break, we tallied them all up to see who was winning with home runs and all these things. And I really had no idea what fantasy sports was at the time. I think I was like 10 or 11 mm-hmm. at the time. And then we did it again at the end of the year. So that was like my first exposure. But then I remember my first fantasy league was 1998, I want to say. Okay. And uh, in college, it was an NL only baseball draft. And I took Mike Piazza with the first pick that I had. So right. there you go. Yeah, uh, I go my, my first fantasy league that I ever played in and believe it or not was actually now look I played APBA baseball in the early 80s and that's considered a form of fantasy for sure rotisserie baseball so I played that I played Stratomatic 
I also had a game on the Commodore 64 called Micro oh, League Baseball. My God, I had the Commodore 64. Did I didn't have, have this Michael game. I, did you see? Uh, no, I, I had like more like learning games because I was a real little kid. I didn't have like game games yeah, really. Older. Yeah, yeah. I had Micro League Baseball. Did you, you see it out again? The Commodore 64. They're repackaging it. Are they? It's like cool. this console thing where it's like a it's like a it's like a standalone I would computer. Absolutely play Micro League Baseball again. It was great. You basically <laughs> got your teams, and they had like uh, the history of the All Star teams, and it was all simulated. You know, you'd hit what you want the guys to do, and then they would play it out. And then a couple of years later, they came out with the GM's disc and it was me and 15 other teams across the country. We would play the games on the Commodore, print the box scores and then mail them around the country to tell you. And we would, you know, you would host 81 games as the home team. And so wow. you would play in your house. You, you would uh, you, you would win, you would print or lose. You would print the box scores and then mail them. And you would that's how the people would know how they did on the road. But I even go before that. My first fantasy football league was in, I believe, 1982 or 83. Uh, I was probably only eight years old or nine years old where kids in second and third grade, they had a fantasy draft. I was sick and I missed it. I didn't know what was happening. So they gave me the list of all the players that were not taken in the draft. And I got to choose from those. And I didn't do well at all, obviously, but I didn't what I didn't know any better. And I ended up with Neil Lomax and James Wilder. Those were oh, two yeah. Neil Lomax was the Cardinals. right? Yep. Cardinals I had those two players and Wilder was great. And. And so, people were like, how did you know that he was going to be so good? I'm, I'm like, I don't even know anything about football. At the well, time, you I said you talked to your friend Joe, who knows everything. There you go. Joe Pizzapia. You had James <laughs> Wilder in the Black Book in 1970. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, got to take a quick time out here on the show. When we do, we'll come back and we will uh, do some trust or bust wide receiver edition. Fantasy Sports Today rolls on. After. window. Dodgers has a great, great hitting lineup, um, so they'll, they'll present some problems, but the Astros with Garrett Cole, with, with Verlander, and Greinke, those guys are monsters. Uh, Miley, okay, I mean, if you want to throw him in there as well, but uh, those guys are monsters, and definitely fear them. Uh, they should be the favorites, and plus 220 to win the World Series. They're the heavy favorites. Watch live weekdays, 4 to 5 p.m. Eastern on Sumo TV, channel 719. Were you scammed into signing a timeshare contract? And did you miss the part that said you have to pay for your great idea? Not only for the rest of your life, but when you're not here anymore, you get to pass this turkey onto your family for them to pay for the rest of their lives. Thanks, Dad. Don't burden your family down the road, and don't be stuck with expensive timeshare payments forever. Get out of your bad idea, timeshare contract guaranteed, or pay nothing. Call Resort Release today and learn for free how their timeshare exit team can help you legally exit your timeshare contract. They've helped thousands of people, and they're A-plus rated with a BBB. So if you feel scammed, get mad, and get out of your expensive timeshare contract right now, guaranteed. Call N-O-W. 800-804-7060. 800-804-7060. 800-804-7060. That's 800-804-7060. What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates? Well, solving your tax problems is as easy as calling Taxes 321. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. You need the best representation to give you peace of mind. You need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes 321 network today. We'll get them off your back. 
Fantasy Sports Today. And I like football. And I'm going to keep doing them both because they make me feel good. Do you trust me? Trust. Do you trust me? Or bust. You are so busted. It is time for a little fantasy football trust or bust. We did quarterbacks yesterday, and that was... Man, that was tough. And again, if you missed my early part of the show, I, I'm still trusting Teddy Bridgewater, but I am uh, take 20% of my confidence away based on me actually doing some research, which I do on Wednesdays. And by the way, if people ever want my opinions on any games or any players, you can hit me up at Craig Mish. Just don't do it before Wednesday because I don't get started with that. I got to pick seven games against the spread in college and pro football. Then I got to do another five for these two contests. And uh, in the uh, wager alarm, we're all the way at the top, almost near first place. There's a lot of money on the line. So Wednesday comes and that's when we start doing it. So uh, wait till Wednesday, please. All right. Uh, Fantasy football truster bus. We're going to do wide receivers for this week. And this is strictly for the matchup this week, Joe, and strictly for the matchup in fantasy this week. So let's go through it. I'll start off with Marquise Goodwin of the San Francisco 49ers around fantasy football, Joe, uh, after week one, arguably the most cut wide receiver on rosters in fantasy. And then the guy does what he always does, which is hook up with Jimmy G and catch touchdowns. But that being said, they're 2-0. and Are you believing what you're seeing with Goodwin? Is he back? Fantasy football trust or bust this week? Well, this is not going to be the test I thought it was going into the season with the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's not quite the same test with Roethlisberger not on the field, but this is the first more of a test that they've had. So I'm still trying to get a gauge on what the 49ers are because I don't think we know who they are yet. I'm not going to trust him, and here's why. It's the targets. He's only got six targets, three in each game. Now, he caught all three of them, granted. Don't get me wrong. and It's amazing he had another touchdown. That's That's fantastic ROI. But at the same time, Trust to me is about targets because that's putting yourself in the opportunity. You're you're cutting yourself such a thin margin whenever you have guys like like Goodwin who they only get three targets in the game. That's that's an issue. That's where you start to worry about what if he doesn't? What if he has another situation like he had in week one? And when you look at what they want to do here with Mostert, who seems very capable of catching the football of the backfield with Brita, who they relied heavily on. And now they want to get Wilson in there. They've got all kinds of pieces. And I'll tell you what, Debo to me is a, is a very, very exciting young player. I'm super excited to watch him. He got a fair amount of targets. And I think when you're starting to peel that off in the offense, I, I'm not saying you can't start Goodwin. I'm saying that if you gave me the opportunity to start one of the two, I think at this point I'd feel more comfortable starting Debo with the amount of target share that I think he's going to get in this game than I am Goodwin. Not saying Goodwin's unstartable, but I don't trust him now. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. Interesting season, by the way. If I had to give, and it's not even a hot take at this point, but uh, I I would say that at the end of the season, and and speaking of the 49ers and their running back situation, I'm going to guess that you'll be able to start Brita and Mostert every game the rest of the year. You might be right, and I'll I'll tell you what, man. I think people should have listened to you last week when you were telling them to pick him up because now – it costs you twice as much. And this is the thing. Why not throw the, the buck or two? And how many leagues did he not get picked up in all? Because people were still worried about Tevin Coleman, of all people, ruining his value eventually. Oh, you were 100% right. Him, though. He may ruin the value when he comes well, back. What is the deal with him? I forget, you know what? That was what's the always the deal with Tevin Coleman? Oh, my God. I'm so when sick of Tevin Coleman. 
who knows a couple weeks they said i mean we don't have a we don't have a, a real time frame on him yet i guess the question is 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 how do you if well look Mostert has to do it again but if brita and Mostert both pop off for let's say 15 plus fantasy points this week again how do you bring tevin coleman back into that he fantasy? gets buried yeah. I'm sorry. He gets buried. Jeff nothing. Wilson may go back to being nothing, but I don't think that you can do that with Mostert. People forget last year how good that guy was until he broke his arm. That's why I was You're right. so interested in him. And and there, by the way, there are a few other running back situations this week of guys who are sitting out there on the waiver wire. And this was a quiet waiver wire, I think, this week. But if you know, any running back gets here's hurt. Your, here's your Tevin Coleman. The high ankle sprain they, that he has, they're saying it's a two to six. I knew it was one of those like big windows, two to six weeks. So he could be back next week or he could be back. I don't know. In November, don't come back. All right, yeah. uh, let, let's go. OK, so Christian Kirk, another another highly cut shallow league wide receiver after week one. No doubt about that, because Fitzgerald really was awesome in week one. But then guess who bounced back last week? Joe was Christian Kirk. So. Uh, now he's being picked up again and potentially being used again. So fantasy football, trust or bust Kristen Kirk this week of the Cardinals. That was incredibly short sighted for anybody who cut him after week one, because you just you don't know what it's going to look like with Kyler Murray yet. We, do, we don't have an idea. And I think this is this is my problem. You know, even with Goodwin, I, I think that was really stupid to cut him after week one. Bench is. A lot of yes. did, man. But that's that's the problem of fantasy football, too, is people, the overreactions and the overreaction for O.J. Howard right now. I'm I'm telling you right now and I'll go on air if I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I don't care, but I will go on record saying it. O.J. Howard is going to have a double digit fantasy game this week against the Giants. You could lock that up, lock it up. And if he doesn't, you can at me all you want. But I'm saying it right now. And if I'm right, then you have to give me credit. And if I'm wrong, you can pound on me all you want. I'll be here. So what what are the the, uh, so so what was that? What does that entail? Uh, Five catches, 50 yards, right? Yeah, I'm saying at least a double digit. And as a tight end, you get at least a double digit output. That's a, that's a tight end you want to be starting this week. So when okay. people bench him for some jabroni off the waiver wire who sucks, I'm telling you right now, it's not going to be a good look. OK, right. it's just not. So the well, Giants better. suck against he the better. tight end. Well, t- he, 10 points is not going to be enough given what he well, did. Why would anybody week? cut a receiver like Christian Kirk, who had 12 targets his you first know, week? Uh, you know what? Maybe they didn't. And I'm just being facetious here. No, you're not wrong. I've seen him out there. It's All right. happened. All right, let's 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 go to Tampa Bay. Trust. Not OJ Howard, though. Let's go. Let's go to Mike Trust Evans. Tristan, Christian Kirk. Go okay, ahead. Mike Mike Evans of Tampa. Look, there's there's not enough volume out there, Joe, for Howard Evans and Godwin. The way that Tampa is going to scale back the offense. I think what we saw last week is the future for Tampa. I think that they realize that Winston throwing the ball forty times is going to happen because they're going to trail in a lot of games this year. But their game script to win is twenty to twenty five times. Now, I know that Evans is not a cuttable player, and I know that you got to start him everywhere, but the patience is going to run thin if this guy doesn't do it this week. The question is, will he? Trust or bust? Trust. And I think that this was the perfect crap storm for Mike Evans' owners for the first two weeks. He went into week one with a severe illness. He went out there and played, and everybody would have bitch and moaned if he didn't play, but the fact that he did play and didn't play well and only caught two balls of you know, the five targets for 28 yards, people had a cow. And then you turn around in a short week and ask that same guy, who's just getting overset illness to go there and play against Carolina. And Carolina's got some players on the defense and he was better. He wasn't great. He gave you 10 PPR points, but no touchdowns yet. That's going to change. The giants are not a good defensive team. I have watched enough giants here the first two weeks living in the New York area to tell you this is, a, they have problems. They have a lot of problems out there and they have problems in the secondary too. I think Mike Evans, this whole offense is going to eat this week against the Giants. And I, it's going to be a fun game to watch because I think Daniel Jones is going to keep a little pace there with them. I think it's going to be uh, much more of a fun game to watch than it would have been had Eli Manning been playing. So without a doubt for me, you trust Mike Evans. And this is probably 
your window to buy low on him because it's going to shut after this week. All right, let's move on to Josh Gordon of the Patriots. We touched on him in hour one. If you're listening on demand, you heard about us. But I'm assuming, Joe, that you're calling a bust here for Gordon this week. Oh, man, I really don't want to. It's, it, I don't think he's a bust, but I don't trust him. Does that make sense? Because yeah, of the, it's Antonio sense. Brown. It's like if I have a if I have a roster where, you know, I've got Larry Fitzgerald as my one of my wide receivers and I've got, um, I don't know, Devontae Adams is another one. And all these guys that I sh- like that, where I'm like, I know what they are in this offense then I think Josh Gordon as your wide receiver three is fine. You play the upside, you hope for the best. That's what wide receiver three is all about. That's what flex is all about. But if he's my wide receiver one, I don't trust him. If he's my wide receiver two, ugh, I better have two massively good running backs. That like I better have Dalvin Cook and and uh, Derrick Henry as my running backs in order to make that work. So I think that's that's a big concern for me. So ugh, he's not a bust, but I don't. I only trust him as a wide receiver three and as a flex play. I think that's the best way to put it. Okay. Uh, final one. Allen Robinson of the Bears had a Bust. strong game. No, well, that's it. Okay. All right. I don't know. I mean, what am I supposed to say here? I just, it's Trubisky. It's not him. It's like the. It's not you. It's me. Is that is that fair? So you you start Montgomery over Robinson this week? Yeah, I would. In a flex spot. Yeah. Yeah, I would. I mean, yeah, I know I'm not. I'm. Just, oh gosh. It's, how, how did it, how did it go backwards from last year? I don't care. I don't know. I don't know. But all I keep thinking of is everybody in that organization in the scouting department should be fired for moving up to take him instead of moving up to take Mahomes. Yeah, think I about mean, Mahomes of, with that defense. Of, the Dolphins passed on Mahomes, but but Nagy's supposed to be this offensive guy, and he, and and I thought that he did really well with them last year. He put Cole in a lot of different spots. It's one thing to pass on Mahomes; it's another thing to move heaven and earth in a draft to move up to get the franchise quarterback you think is transformative. But Trubisky was good last on it. year. He was good. Trubisky was inconsistent last year, but he, but he was a overall number. fantasy player. He was a QB was, one for a lot of last year. He was a QB one for eight games last year. That's a lot. I'll take that right now in my super flick. Give me anybody. Uh, well, you would. You're, you're starting. I would take uh, him right now if he was good. <laughs> you're starting Aaron <laughs> Allen in your fantasy league. Ooh, Aaron <laughs> All right. What we'll do is we'll take a timeout. We're going to go back to school with Professor Pisa Pia after this. Fantasy football frenzy. Shanahan hinted that Jeff Wilson is the preferred red zone running back. Uh, I'm not quite sure how he hinted at that, but there's three running backs there now. And Tevin Coleman's going to come back eventually. I've seen Tevin Coleman out in the waiver wires. Uh, who do you trust here? You, you got Morstead looked great last week. He was like RB2, RB3. Uh, Brita looked good as well. I mean, anybody, any running back in this system does well. Shanahan does well with them. Watch live weekdays, 1 to 2 p.m. Eastern on Sumo TV, channel 719. Put your money where your mouth is and take a shot by opening a sports wagering account with FanDuel, New Jersey's largest sports book. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid where you'll receive a free bet of up to $500. That's a free bet of up to $500 when you open a sports wagering account at FanDuel.com slash grid. Point spreads, game totals, props, parlays, and in-game wagering on college and pro sports, and you're in control. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid. Open your new account and claim your free wager of up to $500 today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. Get in the game with DraftKings Sportsbook, where listeners of this network can get a risk-free bet up to $500. Here's how it works. First, create a DraftKings Sportsbook account, then make a deposit and place your first bet, and DraftKings will match it up to $500. Just go to sportsgrid.com DK to play. That's sportsgrid.com DK. Act quickly. This offer won't be around forever. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over, New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. 
Let DailyRoto.com guide you to victory as you swing for the fences playing Daily Fantasy Baseball. Become the eighth Daily Roto lineup optimizer to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament or become part of the growing community who have won thousands of dollars. If you're playing MLB DFS and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Enter promo code FNTSY for a 10% discount. The 2019 MLB Daily Roto Premium Package at DailyRoto.com. Use the promo code FNTSY and get your 10% discount today. Lose weight now. Go to Fat100.com. Lose that unwanted belly fat today and get free information at Fat100.com. Fit in the dress or pants or bathing suits you've always wanted to. Go to Fat100.com. Lose 10, 20, or more pounds immediately. Go to Fat100.com for free information on how you can lose weight, go to Fat100.com. Fat100.com. That's Fat100.com. Are you single? Everyone single is looking for the best date possible. Well, I found one website that can find you the best date, and it's called TheBestDate100.com. Just go there and log in for your free trial and see if you can find your new and maybe last best date. Remember, you can find the best date of your life at TheBestDate100.com. That's TheBestDate100.com. One more time, TheBestDate100.com. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. Fantasy Sports Today brings you... Oh, back to school. Back to school. What's your favorite subject? Foosball. Really? (laughs) Oh, yeah. One of my favorite movies from Adam Sandler had to be uh, Billy Madison. And we are going back to school here with Professor Joe Pizzapia here on the show. So here's what we do for this segment. There are lessons to be learned in fantasy, and we're always learning in fantasy as to who to play, who to start, who to sit. But there are things that happened in uh, week one and week two that we have to learn our lesson on or maybe even try to get a future lesson on. So let's ask Joe Pizzapia for lesson number one in our back to school segment. Joe, take it away. All right. So lesson number one, I think, is. It's got to be about week two is still too early to overreact to things. It's kind of touching on what we were just discussing in the last segment, which is when you have Goodwin and you believe in him and his relationship with Garoppolo, you can't just freak out. You can't freak out and drop a player. Benching is one thing. Dropping a player for the hot thing on the waiver wire can be very, very dicey because especially in terms of replacement value week to week, you should be looking ahead before you make those kinds of moves. You should be looking ahead and say, okay, Player A on the waiver wire just had a great game, but who did he have it against? Who was the corner he was playing? What's his next six-week schedule like? People make the mistake of trying to chase what happened instead of trying to chase what could potentially happen in the next couple weeks when they're making free agent moves. And it's one thing when a player just like Dante Moncrief, he's terrible. You cut him, that's fine. Don't worry about it, whatever. But when you cut a player like Goodwin or you cut a player like Kirk, that has consequences to it. I think people need to sit back and understand that sometimes. And I think people are way too reactionary. And if you were too reactionary and you dropped guys like Debo Samuel after week one, if you believed in him, well, guess what? That's probably a bad idea because now you're rushing to the waiver wire and you probably won't get him back after week two is over. So that's my number one thing to remind everybody. And the other thing is looking ahead to the schedules because just because a player that you are high on is not playing well out of the gate, who are the next five teams he's playing? Start to look at that before you evaluate trades or cutting players. Is this something that you find happens far too often in a lot oh, of leagues yeah. that you're into? Right. And, and you know what happens is it, it happens with a lot of people 
who who don't listen to shows like ours, who don't buy, uh, buy black books. And, and that's natural. And I understand that because they, they're not putting in the prep and that's fine. And there are, Joe, not everybody has hundreds of dollars in fantasy leagues. You know, this is a bunch of buddies getting together. They're throwing $20 into the wind and they really don't care. A good example of that. And I won't throw his name under the bus. And I, maybe he lists, he's listening to the show today, but either way, I, I told you I was going to stick it to you. And he's a player on the Marlins. Okay. Who uh, last week, <laughs> Last week we were in the clubhouse and we were talking about the uh, different leagues and he was like, who would you start this week? And it was uh, and he was trying to figure out who to start at tight end because he had lost in all his weeks week one and he got knocked out in the guillotine league, too. Um, But he was he had Hawkinson in there and he also had Vance McDonald. And I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Like, you have to start Vance McDonald. You're quitting on this guy after weeks. Like, oh, he didn't do anything. I'm like, he, do not quit. You drafted Vance McDonald very well, but Hawkinson had such a good week. And that's great. Pick him up. Put him on the bench. Do right. not bench this Vance McDonald. You want to stash and grab? Do it all day long. Oh, no, no. And if I'm wrong, you can let me know. Good. Well, there you go. I let you know. Thank and now you for he's out of the and I, and, I, and I, this is the rare, rare, super rare text that i would send and i told you but i didn't of course he didn't respond because he's upset but you know that's fine <laughs> that's fine hey you next year whoever this this mysterious player is come on the show follow me uh, at joe pzpa 17 i'll get you a complimentary black book <laughs> and we'll go to war with craig mish next he'll year come you on and me. he'll come on the show i sure. want to come on the show i he'll want to talk on to the show but i but, but look, you can't, can't do that and then by the way um was funny was that there was another player who was sitting right next to him who agreed with me and I can't wait to see him this weekend so we can stick it to him. <laughs> okay, uh, so that's uh, lesson number one. Lesson number one. A rare Craig sticks it to somebody. I don't like doing that, but I had, I had to do it after the fight that we had there. Okay, so lesson number two, Joe. You have, an, you have a second lesson for the class. I love the Craig Mish always keeping it real. That's, that's the one thing about my boy Mish, always keeping it real. That is true. That's it. That's true. It is. It's on always the, on the radio real. show, keep it real. And, and off the show, I'm a phony. <laughs> Complete phony. <laughs> You're paying me. I'll say whatever you want. <laughs> Absolutely true. Oh, that's tremendous. All right. Number two is the Eagles are in trouble. And so are all your fantasy shares. I'm sorry. I don't like the way the lines played. Uh, I don't like how Carson Wentz has gotten hit already. I don't like that. They don't seem committed at all to figuring out a running game. They don't have a player who has r- rushed for 50 yards in a game yet. And we're into week three. That's a problem. It's a problem from a balance standpoint. It's a problem now that Alshon Jeffrey's got an injury. It's a problem that Miles Sanders doesn't seem to, you know, I, I, there was a slight worry there going on where you had, remember they, they were kicking the tires on, um, oh God, who was it? Well, they were, they, it was Melvin Gordon, right? They were trying to trade Jordan Howard for Melvin Gordon. And I went, oh, why would, I thought they love Sanders. What's the, now we're, now we're starting to see. It. This is it. Doug Peterson hates you. He hates your fantasy team. And I think your Eagle shares are going to go south. And I'm telling you right now, I'm not saying that the Giants are going to go past them or the Redskins are going to go past them, but this team reeks of seven and nine to me. And from a fantasy perspective, I think Ertz is the only, I guess, Teflon asset out there just because every week he's going to just be Zach Ertz because maybe just by default of what else they have. Maybe eventually that becomes worrisome too. Are you as worried about the Eagles as I am, Craig? I am worried about them, but I do think that because they're going to be trailing in a number of situations, I think Carson Wentz will be perfectly fine. Um, the only issue that I have with Wentz, <clears throat> excuse me, which is fair, as, as you said, is it's not the production for me. It's the fact that he has proven to be a little brittle over the last couple of years. 
And I did, I thought they were fluky injuries. That was the kind of the way that I came into the season. But if he's going to be on his back a lot, and I don't know what their status is, honestly, I've not graded out their offensive line. But if he's going to be in trouble and not get rid of the ball, then injury would be the only reason. If, if Carson Wentz plays 14 or 15 games this season, I will disagree. I think he'll throw for 30 touchdowns, 4,000 yards, and all of that. I don't care who the personnel is. I think he will. I think he's that good. But an injury could absolutely derail that. And, and seeing what was going on on Sunday night with Atlanta would trend toward derailing that. The guy's best pass of the game was on his knees, basically. So um, not, not, a, uh, not an impossible thing for me to see happen, but I still feel confident in Wentz. I do. All right, uh, final lesson from you, uh, Joe. Do you have one final lesson for the class uh, after the Philadelphia Eagles benching all of them? I think that's not, not <laughs> well, a bad not idea. Not benching all of them. Not benching all of them. you gotta, you got to play Ertz, but it's, it's not good. And, and, and as we spoke about in hour one, maybe Whiteside is like that weird injection into the offense that is exactly what they need. And it kind of changes how they do stuff. Maybe he'll, he'll be that guy. I don't know. They need a spark is all I know because they came out and they almost laid a giant turd against the Redskins in their own building. And then they, you know, what happened in Atlanta happened in Atlanta. And, and this week they've got the lions and I know on the schedule, everyone's looking at it and go, Oh, it's the lions. We should beat the lions at home. Yeah, well, you know what? The, the Lions played tough in week one on the road in Arizona. And they almost won that football game. Then they beat the Chargers at home. You could say whatever you want about the Chargers should have, would have, could have. Well, they didn't. And now they've got the Eagles at home. And I'll tell you what, I think the Lions might win this football game too. Um, the last thing is I'm, I don't want to say this is truth yet, but mm-hmm. this is a real concern that I don't think we can really continue to support a secondary wide receiver in the Packers offense anymore. I think Allison and MVS, everybody picked a side. I was on the MVS side. My buddy Welsh was on the uh, Allison side. Uh, Bogman, my other colleague from Blackbook, was on MVS side. No Taglier from Fantasy Pros, and he and I would talk on his show. He was on the Allison side. I don't think any of us are right. I think we're all wrong. I think it's Aaron Jones. And then when you get this coach speak from the floor about running the football even more, and you see the lines of Aaron Rodgers, where are the 350 Aaron Rodgers passing yard games with the three touchdowns? They seem so few and far between at this stage in his career. And maybe it's the right thing to do. Maybe it's the best way at this point in his career to win football games and play more defense and run the football and find a little bit more balance. The only problem with that is what we hoped would be the next Jordy Nelson type fantasy asset, that secondary wide receiver across from Adams just might not be that anymore. It might not be possible. Uh, Am I overreacting, Craig, or do you think this might be a lesson that's going to prove true? I watched the Packers play last week. It it was very concerning for me the second half of that game. The Vikings are a very good defense, so let's not overstate that. But I did not like the way that Aaron Rodgers looked. I did not like the fact that he took sacks. He fumbled a snap at one point. Um, I'm I am concerned. I do think that there is a chance. Call me crazy that the Broncos go into Green Bay and win. And I, I don't, don't think like, that's shocking at all. I don't like Denver at all. But well, I here's think, the thing: you can't I, I pick think this that, could right? play out. I think this could. I think Denver. Denver's not good, but I think that it could play out exactly the way that the game against the Bears did last week. I could see a 17-16 type game. I honestly don't know what Green Bay is doing. I think you're right. I think. Do, I think. Do you I think feel going to run the ball a lot? And that's it. You're 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 a very astute wagering fellow. I, I give you a lot of credit on that. I've learned a lot just from these couple weeks of even working with you on this. And I've learned a ton from Mike Randall at the action network, who I do the line star show with. He's terrific. Um, 
so my question to you is as a as a wagering <laughs> enthusiasts out there i'm sure want to know when you look at a board like this this week where there's so many slam dunk oh it's the you know dolphins are gonna get trounced and the patriots are gonna win blah 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 don't mm-hmm. you feel like every year there's those weeks and then every year we look up and go boy that week didn't go like i thought and i feel like this is the game that i keep looking at thinking that same thing it could be it could be now and i think detroit's the other one with the eagles i think those are the two that i'm not sure and also the other problem is you have two lines of 20 in the nfl but but i don't know there's just something about the Packers that after watching them last week and watching Minnesota make no mistake about it gave away the game and and Greek Bay's up 21 nothing in that game or whatever it was uh 14 nothing 21 7 they did uh, Green Bay did not deserve to win that game they missed a field goal Diggs took his helmet off after a touchdown it pushed them back they missed the extra point Cousins throws an, uh, an interception first and goal on the five the Vikings not only should have covered they should have won and how do they go all of a sudden from being three-point favorites over Minnesota to more than a touchdown against Denver? Now, seven, okay. Eight? Really? I don't know. Seems like a lot of points to me. So, could certainly be the case. That is our uh, Professor Joe Pizapia segment. Hopefully, you guys learned a lot from that. When we come back next, we have one more segment. We'll update some practice reports as we wrap up the show with some exit velocity. Craig and Joe next. Don't go away. Made Sailors is the leading cleaning service in New York City and Boston. We service homes, offices, corporate apartments, and Airbnb turnarounds. Give us a call or a text at 212-299-5170 to book now. That's 212-299-5170. Use the promo code FNTSY for 15% off your first cleaning. For more information, go to MadeSailors.com. That's MadeSailors.com. Attention all authors. Page Publishing is looking for authors. Have you written a book and want to get it published? Page Publishing will get your book into bookstores and for sale online at Amazon, Apple iTunes, and other outlets. They handle all aspects of the publishing process for you. Printing, cover art, publicity, copyright, and editing. Call 800-292-8137 now for your free author submission kit. That's 800-292-8137 for your free author submission kit. Again, that's 800-292-8137. With Thermospa's unique built-in thermal filtration system, you simply fill it with a garden hose and your water stays crystal clear with very little maintenance. Right now, they're offering 0% APR financing with approved credit and a $1,250 savings coupon. Call Thermospas today at 800-603-6422 for your free DVD videos and brochure. That's 800-603-6422. Call 800-603-6422 today to take advantage of 0% APR financing. If you've heard of WeatherTech floor liners, you probably know that for your vehicle's floor, nothing protects better. But what about protection for the rest of your car or truck? I'm David McNeil, founder of WeatherTech. Besides our floor liners, we design, engineer, and manufacture a wide range of automotive accessories right here in America. And just like our floor liners, everything is done to the highest standards possible. We understand what kind of investment owning a vehicle can be. So we do everything possible to help you protect it. We don't take shortcuts, and we never make concessions when it comes to quality. For everything from cargo liners to cleaning and detailing supplies to mud flaps and car covers, the one place you need to go is WeatherTech.com. So if you are familiar with our floor liners, just imagine how well the rest of our products will work for you. 
Learn more about our full line of automotive accessories at WeatherTech.com or call 1-800-CARMATS. WeatherTech.com. Proudly made in America. Are you single? Everyone single is looking for the best date possible. Well, I found one website that can find you the best date, and it's called TheBestDate100.com. Just go there and log in for your free trial and see if you can find your new and maybe last best date. Remember, you can find the best date of your life at TheBestDate100.com. That's TheBestDate100.com. One more time, TheBestDate100.com. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. All right, welcome back. Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish along with Joe Pizzapia. Don't forget to catch our producer, and host Sean Guastamacchia this afternoon at 4 o'clock Eastern. He is at the window. And Joe uh, will be at the window this week. I know that you'll be over at the FanDuel Sportsbook. Tell us about the programming that you'll be involved in this weekend when people want to catch you over on Zumo TV. That's right, on Zumo TV and on Sports Grid. So go get on the grid. And uh, you can watch 8 a.m. It's DFS Today with myself and the uh, lovely and talented uh, Mike Blewett. We're breaking down the slates for you, getting everything you need in terms of uh, all your DFS, FanDuel, DK, everything in between. Uh, we also talk a little bit of the wagering, too. We do some of the sports grid stuff uh, from uh, Daily Roto uh, in there with some of the best bets, too, which, by the way, they've hit on, I think, 75% of their five-star bets over wow. the last year. So that is an incredible. And last week's was their one, one five-star that they had was Jacksonville covering. So you can chalk that up into the percentage again because that's uh, that's another one there was a lock for them, and uh, there it was. It certainly happened, and a lot of people were not on that. <laughs> that's for sure. Um, but, yes, and then 9 o'clock, Roto Experts in the morning with myself hosting. I got the desk all to myself. It's a giant ego trip, so you can watch me kind of be a snarky jerk and talk mm-hmm. some football and have some fun there. And uh, Jim Day joins me on that, and he is my co-host remotely. So we get all your season-long lineups, your sits and your starts, your uh, fun news and headlines, everything that's going on. It's certainly been eventful first couple weeks. And then Davis Maddock joins us over there from Roto Experts, Mr. Roto Expert himself. And he joins us for a segment as well, and we kind of go through some things with him. So it's a good time. And then after me, it's more Mike Blewett and Dane Martinez, and they're talking uh, football all the way up until kickoff. And it's a great spot, let me tell you. I don't know, you know, last time you were in this area, I know you come up sometimes for the drafts and stuff. Yeah, but that's, yeah, yeah. Have you been over there to this sports book over the mental uh, It's true. No, not at all. And the last time I was up was uh, in July. My uh, daughter, uh, you know, she went to a camp, like a uh, a summer camp, but it was it was in the city, a uh, broad, uh, not broadcast, excuse me, that's me. Broadway it was Kids? A, Broadway, yes, exactly. It was Broadway mm-hmm. Kids. That's what she did, yeah. And she was there for a week, so we decided the whole family would go up to uh, New York and stay for a week. So I did all That's my great. shows over at the uh, uh, what's what's the restaurant now called um, where the studio is? Oh, uh, you know what? It's I don't know. I haven't so, been there uh, in a while, but I know it's not the same as it used to be. 
They, they've this changed is, the name. Oh, I keep forgetting. This is what happens. This is Vista, why we watch Chris I want to say Circa, Vista. Old. Oh, man, I forget. I don't know. But did she way. enjoy the camp? She's a theater nerd, huh? Yeah, like yeah. Me? Good. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, Excellent. Big time well, into that. If, so I did my show when, from there. So. If and when she continues on, there's something she's really uh, happy about and wants to do. Uh, I do have some strings over at the, the conservatory in Philadelphia where I went. So you never know. All right. There you go. Let's down. get, let's get everybody. A, let's get everybody a, a, a nice scholarship. That's what I say. Oh, that <laughs> right. Be, Mish? You want you that? Kidding me? Are you kidding me? <laughs> NYU. Yeah, I can't afford that. No, no do- one can. Afford, yeah. But you are, let me tell you something. I was accepted at NYU and I went to university of the arts instead in Philly. Oh, and it, okay. I never regretted it because it was good to, as a New Yorker to get out of New York a little bit and really focus on your craft and doing. And, and it was a great school. It was so much fun. Philly's a great town, you know, and it's got a big theater scene and stuff like that, too. And she could work. I worked there for years. My fr- I got my actor's equity card working there. So hmm. there you go. So all get right. her working. Then she can start paying you back for all the stuff. That yeah, you still have, very young. Like camps. We got a lot of time. We can buy yeah. five more years for that. But but again, appreciate that. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll keep that in mind for sure. All right, let's uh, let's give some people uh, something else to keep in mind over at FantraxHQ.com. You can catch uh, Joe's uh, latest work. I don't even know if I should say latest. There's Joe's work. Uh, yeah, well, my latest is the 10 things I hate. I do that column okay, every gotcha. week, which is kind of the fun one. But we have a lot of great content over there, too. We have uh, uh, Seth Klein. We got Mike Florio, who used to be at FNTSY. We got some great people over there doing football. Scott Engel does some football stuff over there as well. Versa so is the name of, of the restaurant. Versa. Versa, there you go. Thank you. I knew it was a V. I couldn't figure it out. Well done. Thank okay. you, Google. All right. So uh, let, let's talk about some stock up and stock down players for you. We hit on some of these, I feel like, already. Uh, let me throw a couple new names at you that we haven't discussed on our shows uh, from stock up, stock down. Okay, Jared Cook. This is a good one. Uh, Jared Cook, maybe somebody in need of a tight end. Tight ends have performed relatively well. Joe, as compared to years past, you met, we've, we talked about OJ Howard, obviously a lot of people had him in their top 10 and he's been down so far, but we'll see if that changes. It is a long season. Uh, how about Jared cook with Teddy Bridgewater being in there? Could you see more usage there? I could. And it's funny because when I think it was Tuesday or no, it was probably Monday show. Well, the quarterback fallout with breeze, he was one of those guys that I thought fit a little bit better with what Teddy Bridgewater is, which is a guy who is a little bit more of a dink and doink kind of quarterback. He doesn't throw a great deep ball. That's never been his game, and it's not going to be his game now at this point. You can you can hear all the thing about, oh, well, he's really improved in that. Yeah, of course. What are they going to say? He still sucks? There's nothing like a coaching report. You know what? You know, right. he still has a lot of deficits, you know, but we're going to go out there and try to win football games. No, they're not going to say that. Um, they're going to try to pump everybody up. But Cook was one of those assets that I looped into the buy lows. And if you're looking just far ahead as this week, Seattle's allowed 16 catches, 131 yards, and two TDs already against opposing tight ends. And it wasn't the greatest tight ends, too. One of them, I mean, that's this is the game against the Bengals. And then last week was against Vance McDonald. So it's not like they were playing back-to-back weeks of Evan Ingram and Travis Kelsey. So... The, when you put all of those equations together, if you are somebody who just lost in Joku and let's say somebody's got Cook and they picked up Waller or something like that, go make an offer for Cook. I think that's exactly the kind of guy you'd go after, and I think he's a really good buy low. Tyrell Williams of the Oakland Raiders. Wow, has this guy shined in his first couple of games? 
but not a lot of targets there, Joe. So the question is, can he keep up the volume? It's this kind of like a this kind of feels like a like Tyler Lockett conversation from last year. But the question is, uh, if Williams, by the way, only catches fifty six balls, Joe, for nine hundred yards and scores ten times, we're going to love the production that we're getting from him. But is that sustainable? Uh, see, that's that's where I'm concerned too, is because. I don't know where we're at. And here you go. You can mark it down. I know you love this. I don't know. I don't know yet what John Gruden wants to do offensively. It's We saw week one, and we thought we had a bit of an idea. And then I thought there'd be a little bit more carryover, and there wasn't. Some wacky things kind of went down in that game, too. You're right. I think the Tyler Lockett um, assessment is actually a good one. That's a good comparison where you look at these two guys and say, well, can he just make the most of what he gets? I, I guess. And I guess the thing is, to a certain extent, you buy into it because where else are they going to go? They have to throw the ball to somebody else. And maybe this is the opportunity for Tyra Williams to finally cash in on all that promise because God knows there were a lot of expectations for him in with the Chargers. And I think after the second year with him, that's when they went, you know what? Let's just go get Mike Williams. You know, let's let's go in the draft and get somebody else. Maybe this is not the guy we thought he was going to be. Because you remember when Keenan Allen, I think that first Keenan Allen injury a couple years ago, so much buzz about Tyrell Williams. And he just never delivered. And now, you know, we add that with Derek Carr, who I don't feel warm and fuzzy about either. Right. It's still, a, I think this is a work in progress, a wait and see. If you picked him up, he's a wide receiver three slash flex option. Play the matchups carefully. This is one where I would really, really look about who he's playing, who he's lining up against. And if this is something you're not used to doing, it's very easy to do it. You can go on any of these websites now and look at cornerback matchups. And I know LineStar has a fantastic one, too, if you go to the premium product there. Uh, but how do you feel about Tyra Williams? Is this somebody that you feel confident in that he can at the very least make the most of what he's getting? I, I think that right now he's a bona fide wide receiver three. Yeah. I, I think that you have to start him as a wide receiver three because what do you expect out of a wide receiver three? It's it's at the worst four catches, Joe, 30 yards and a touchdown. That is that is a 10 point guy and a nice floor for a wide receiver three. If right, he starts two names, if he starts right? to not do that, then, yeah, I'm, I'm worried. But I bet he's done it the first two weeks. Here's where he's kind of getting grouped into right now in terms of rankings for this week. So I'm just curious where you see him. Uh, so Tyra Williams is ranked around 37, right? That sounds perfect. I was going to say 35. Right. Yep. There you go. So he's 37. Will Fuller's ahead of him. You like Fuller more than Williams? Uh, no. Against mm-hmm. the Chargers this week? Nope. Yeah, I do. With all those safety injuries, I'll take Fuller. Do you like Jarvis Landry ahead? Who's ahead of him? Yeah, I don't. I don't buy this whole Injoku injury is going to magically make Jarvis Landry Jarvis no, Landry but I'll again take, either. I'll take Landry, but but again, uh, something else that again in doing research yesterday, uh, I didn't realize that there is some heat already on Freddie Kitchens in terms oh, of yeah. the way that he's uh, that he's managed that offense there. I I, I suppose. Maybe I didn't pay it close enough attention to the Monday night game, but apparently through two weeks, there's some discord there. So, Oh, yeah, there's definitely discord. Uh, you could see it uh, on the sideline, too. You could definitely see well, it during the game. A lot of complainers already on that team. Well, I mean, <laughs> he's starting at a deficit. Let's be honest. Randall yeah. Cobb with Michael Gallup out is 33. Oh, no way. The Dolphins. 
Oh, stop. No, there's no. a lot of Randall Cobb love going around the industry right now. Maybe DFS. Yeah, I, I could see it. I guess. No, even in season long, everybody talking about, oh, is the guy to pick up and play this week. Randall I'll Cobb, pass. Randall Cobb. I'll pass. I'll take Tyrell Williams there. I take McLaurin over him, too. Okay, but. McLaurin is right after he's at 39. DK Metcalf's at 38. So either of those two guys. That, 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 yeah, that, that feels about right. I think that's a good peg. For him, it's there. funny because Gordon's at forty-two. Gordon's, and it's funny yeah. because I, to me, Gordon is right in that Williams category. I would have had them right neck and neck. I guess because I, I Gordon. That sucks. I'm surprised that Gordon. No, you don't have to. But I'm saying I think it's surprise in in that super league, whatever. Yeah, I guess the super flex wackadoo situation you're in. But it's funny to me that Gordon was where he was here because considering the amount of points you expect the Patriots to put up, I would think that that would put him a little bit higher than, you know, say DK Metcalf against new Orleans this week. Like that's kind of a surprising ranking to me. Yeah. I don't know right, well, the rankings, but whatever. All right. Let's uh, let's take a quick time out. We got some fun coming up next. We got some exit velocity to close out the show. You're listening to fantasy sports today. Craig Mish, along with Joe Pizapia. Don't forget to like, and subscribe to our show. As Joe and I host this program Monday through Thursday on tomorrow's show, we bring in Brad Ziegler and Jamie Eisenberg. And if you like and subscribe to the show, what happens is every single day it goes into podcast form, which essentially means if you're not listening live, the show gets populated and sent right to your phone or your iPad. However, you listen to your podcast, it goes directly to you. You don't even have to do anything, but you need to subscribe. Hit that subscribe button. And also, especially if you're on iTunes, make sure you rate our show, throw our names in there, give us five stars and tell us you like the show. And that's the way that we get to uh, continue to get populated very highly in terms of podcasts here on FNTSY and over on Sports Grid as well. All right, we'll be back with Exit Velocity after this. Don't go away. don't know what's up with these millennial athletes. I'm serious, Joe. I'm not trying to be silly. I can't be in Jalen Ramsey's head, you know, because this came a lot of this, you know, from this issue on the sideline, Joe, you know, where Mm -hmm. he like wanted this thing to be a play to be challenged because he didn't want his stats. He wanted to be able to look like his stats locked down DeAndre Hopkins. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what the motivations are for these guys anymore. Weekday, 7 to 9 a.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on Sumo TV, channel 719. This is Michael David from Seattle. I'm 51 years old, and six months ago, I started taking Andro 400 to increase my testosterone. Since then, I've lost 35 pounds of fat, and my waist went from size 38 to size 32. I have more energy, and I look and feel 20 years younger. And now my wife tells me I have to take Andro 400. Hi, this is Ron Johnson from Utah. After 10 weeks of taking Andro 400, I lost 13 pounds, and my waist went from 36 to 33. That was eight years ago. I continue to take Andro 400, and I've maintained my weight at 172. Gained muscle and energy. I'm 63 now and feel better than I have in 30 years. Andro 400, the natural way to increase testosterone, lose belly fat, gain energy, and feel great. Try Andro 400, the safe, effective, affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435. 
888-400-0435. Were you scammed into signing a timeshare contract? And did you miss the part that said you have to pay for your great idea? Not only for the rest of your life, but when you're not here anymore, you get to pass this turkey onto your family for them to pay for the rest of their lives. Thanks, Dad. Don't burden your family down the road and don't be stuck with expensive timeshare payments forever. Get out of your bad idea, timeshare contract, guaranteed, or pay nothing. Call Resort Release today and learn for free how their timeshare exit team can help you legally exit your timeshare contract. They've helped thousands of people and they're A-plus rated with a BBB. So if you feel scammed, get mad and get out of your expensive timeshare contract right now, guaranteed. Call N-O-W. 800-804-7060 That's 800-804-7060 What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates? Well, solving your tax problems is as easy as calling Taxes 321. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. You need the best representation to give you peace of mind. You need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes 321 network today. We'll get them off your back. 800-961-3631. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. All right, welcome back as we wrap up this show. It is time almost to send it over to full-time fantasy. Our friends Adam Ronis and Dr. Roto, they got you covered today from 2 to 4 Eastern. Again, from 2 to 4 Eastern, so stay tuned to them. They've got the latest on all the practice reports and everything else going on. So let's end this show with a little exit velocity. I feel the need, the need for speed. Exit velocity. Velocity. All right, we end the show here with a what to do with the quarterback named Drew Brees in fantasy football. This is a tough one because I'm seeing him cut in a lot of fantasy football leagues this week. Now, reports came out earlier uh, that Ian Rappaport said that the original time frame of six weeks for Drew Brees remains in range. And so here's what I'm going to say. If you have an injured list spot or an IR spot, you need to grab Drew Brees in every fantasy football league. If for some reason today your competitors are not paying attention or they're at work and you're in a first-come, first-serve league, you got to grab this guy. This is not someone that initially we thought could miss the season like Ben Roethlisberger. This very well could be a month. Remember, this isn't a shoulder. This isn't a knee. It's a hand. It's a finger injury. Now, look, it is his throwing hand, and we get that. But Drew Brees has come back from bigger injuries before. Remember, he had a very serious injury many years ago, and Nick Saban, then at the time, passed on him for Dante Culpepper. Drew Brees is headed to the Hall of Fame. Pick up Drew Brees if he was cut in every single fantasy football league. 
Don't wait. Do it now. That'll do it for the show. Thanks again to John Lobb for coming on the program. Thanks again to our producer, Sean Guastamacchia. For my co-host, Joe Pizzapia, I am Craig Mish. Full-time fantasy is next. Talk to you tomorrow at noon Eastern. Have a great day, everybody. See ya.